neighbors hate me. My neighbors hate me. Wow. They hate me right now. Wow. I've been inside all day. I have, and I'm drinking my second Rockstar. <laughs> you know, I have to say, uh, Jay, I, I've been obsessed with the Red Bull. They have a sour watermelon, limited edition, Oof. red flavor, and... I have to be careful because they're so small, but they're so yeah. dangerous. Very potent. Like the cranberry Red Bull for me is Ooh, like. Ooh, they have cranberry oh Red Bull. It's so. So you mean I good. can get my energy and prevent a UTI all at one one go? No, there's no actual cranberry. Oh. In it. <laughs> <laughs> per Red Bull's normal, it has zero fruit in it. It is, <laughs> it is all chemical. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I at one point was drinking. Like three of those a day. And Amazing. Was, no, no, my heart was like a little hummingbird. <laughs> it, was, it was terrible. So we we've, um, we've got uh, some uh, a third ghost laughter happening here. Yeah, and we've, well, we've got we a have guest. To tell people who we are. Oh so right. I'm, yeah, I'm Jay Jones. I'm V Chatty. It's been um, a few weeks. We've taken some time off, so um, give you guys some time to catch up and also to kind of recalibrate our own brains as we go forward. Also, v? Give me that entire sentence again, but without the joint shaking in the background. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember anything I said. I have 80. We took some time off. We We took some time time off. off. We took some time off. And, uh, you know, we recalibrated. Uh, You guys got to catch up a little bit. Hopefully that was one of the feedbacks we were getting was that people (laughs) couldn't catch up because we're too good. Uh, We're too fast. Um, so that's a, that's a complaint I've gotten before. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> too fast. You're just too good and too fast. It's like, yeah, you're right. I, it's, that is very specifically me. Um, yeah. So this is Frown Town. I'm V Chatty. Did you already say that you were Jay Jones? I am Jay Jones, and that's I'll say Jay it Jones. Again. Um, and we have and, a guest. Yeah, we do. Uh, do you want to introduce yourself? Sure. Hi. Uh, my name is Elvis Bello. You can call me Chef. <laughs> Nice. Elvis uh, Elvis slept his way onto the podcast. Uh, oh, no, Elvis is the fantastic chef. He, yeah, what, he also is my boyfriend. Have, Full disclosure. His alone would have done it, but yes. His chef alone would have gotten it there. I, I feel Mostly like I'm just... His way was, I'm just was bragging that I have a, a partner who cooks for me. It's uh, the 15% oh. tip. <laughs> I'm going to spit out my rock star. <laughs> so... Elvis, uh, you mentioned you're a chef. Mm-hmm. Like, do you want to tell us a little bit about like your experience? I mean, I, this is not like like how many years you've been chefing, unless you want to get into that. But like, what what got you into like to wanting to be a chef? Was it did it start as a job and become something more? Is it just a job for you? Uh, what got me into cooking was hunger, yes, and curiosity. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I started cooking. <laughs> I started cooking about six years ago when I got when I first moved to Seattle, because um, I was about to take a job at Amazon Warehouse. Oh no! And it was the most <laughs> depressing thing I'd ever seen. Yep. And I was walking by a pizza place and I saw someone tossing a pizza and I was like, that looks cool. How the <laughs> hell do you do that? I want to learn how to do that. And then I saw the hiring sign and I'm like, oh. I- I'd be like free cooking class. <laughs> um, plus, one of the things my friend's dad once told me was, um, if you work in food service, you'll never go hungry. 
True. And I was like, <laughs> I love free food. <laughs> I like getting paid. So I kind of saw it as a no-brainer. So I just like I got into cooking and you start getting you know, more jobs and and you start picking up some skills along the way. And then, mm-hmm. you know, if you're, if you're really trying and you learn some stuff, you can trick someone into hiring you at a really nice restaurant. <laughs> no, you, you say that you say that like you didn't have five job offers the last time you went. To apply for a job. <laughs> He's so good at what he does. You know what? Again, I follow you on Instagram. I've never got a chance to actually taste anything, which is like the sadness of Instagram. It's like <laughs> these dishes look amazing. But yeah, you are truly skilled. And I don't think it was... I mean, obviously, you, you kind of you picked it up through like the job. But that's still dope that you still picked up that level of skill through working. Thank you. And also, like we mentioned, well, we talked about before, uh, have a dinner party, y'all. Oh, we, yes. We talked about that briefly. I'm scared to show. cook for you, but I, I've cooked for a chef before. <laughs> no, I've, I've cooked for a chef before, and they were very pleasant. They were extremely pleasant about it. I didn't do great. I fucked up a couple things, but they were extremely pleasant about the meal. And overall, I, I feel like I, I hit about a B plus. So I mean, I, I'm, I'm willing to take the chance. Elvis <laughs> always appreciates when I cook for him, even if it's not as good as he could make it. But usually he'll like, if I cook for him, he'll just take a few spices and like, <laughs> re- like behind your back, re-season like- it. Oh, no, he does it in front of me. <laughs> okay, okay. I've, uh, I've been chastised in public for not seasoning the chicken. <laughs> yeah, I'll never forgive you for that. When they made some kebabs to roast and they just like forgot to season the I chicken. didn't even put salt on them. No! <laughs> <laughs> How could you? <laughs> like, you're going to serve a person of color and some the thing, unseasoned the thing was is, white ass that's, chicken. That's an insult, <laughs> insult to my hair. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, too, is that Elvis, you can tell, like, he's been in kitchens. Kitchens are pretty, like, dynamic, like can be very aggressive places from my experience and elvis is really good at like correcting you but like he's like i'm not i'm not mad but what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah because uh, kitchens are very passionate places yeah and yeah. when you're getting slam of orders like it's gonna get to you and you don't want to piss people off who are literally working with knives and like scalding hot pans. Like, also, real talk, like if you're a waiter, the cooks control your tips. Like yeah. if they, if they fuck up on on a meal, like you don't get tipped. And so like a lot of the like you want them to be happy and like making stuff quick and like making everything well because you get tipped like you did it. It's mm-hmm. the best part of like if the <laughs> cook staff. Yeah, I mean it's the best part if you're a waiter and you have like a bunch of happy cooks. Cause like they're they're slinging shit out quick. Mm-hmm. Everything is like prepared, like well, everyone's like everyone has a good experience. Yep. And so you get tipped. I mean, truly, the, the at least the restaurant I was at, the tips were for the waiters waiters only. Mm. Like we didn't we didn't give anything back to the the, the, the uh, cooking staff, but like so much of that rolled on like keeping them happy. Yeah. Always buy them drinks. Always. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, a couple of places I've worked at. I mean, Seattle's kind of picking up the the, the tip pool system. Which yeah. I think makes the most sense. Just give everybody a, like a proper wage and then split the tips because it's all, you know, a team effort. Yep. Cause like you said, like if, if I take my sweet ass time putting the, like getting the food out and you're all, and you're the only one getting the tips, I don't care as much, you know, like the place I'm yeah. working at right now, I get a percentage of the kitchen. So 
if they don't tip, I still get my 4% of the kitchen. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it seems like, at least in, from my experience, sometimes waiters forget that. <laughs> because I've been, ye- I, I've been yelled at by a server for putting uh, a meal on a lunch plate instead of a dinner plate that was four inches wider. Oh, wow. And it wasn't like, oh, you did this wrong and it was over. Like, they kept going. <laughs> and I'm like sitting there for like 30 seconds like, this lady is mad. <laughs> she is so mad about this. And she wants me to be mad about it. And right. I don't want it. I don't want that. She wants to pull you in. I'm about to throw some fried chicken at her face. Like, get out of here with that. It's a weird thing to, like, break a relationship over, too. Like, it's just a smaller plate. Like, right. Can, right. Of all the things to be mad at, it's just a smaller plate. Like, mm-hmm. why? I can't be upset about that. Now, so... Like, Okay. Jay, well, one of the things when I had asked Elvis, I was like, what, you know, do you, because I always ask my friends, I'm like, hey, if you ever want to come on the show, what do you want to talk about? And at one point, Elvis was like, hey, I don't know how much you know about this, because this is what, how everyone talks to, like, I don't really know anything about this, even though, like, uh, it's their industry. <laughs> Everyone's uh, well you know but he, yeah you know how i don't know anything about this but I'm no professional <laughs> or anything, but. but he brought up uh <coughs> the the uh the practice of staging uh or excuse me stage Sta- <laughs> it's it's spelled like stage yeah, spell it. it's Spe- spelled s t a g e of no help that is but what was it's short <laughs> it's short for stagiaire or stagiaire 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 so, i don't so know why isn't it s t a g i e because so french french doesn't make sense jay <laughs> okay no it doesn't it you don't say okay. half the letters I was- I got so close to being like, why is something about restaurants French? And then I, I stopped. I, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. This, well, this so <laughs> in France, in France, like, you know, I think this is like, I don't know, 200 years ago or something. They, mm. they don't really know exactly when it started, but essentially in France, the, they started this regimented system of training their chefs. So you would oh, yeah. start as the stagiaire, which is basically, it's French for trainee. And you don't get paid. You're essentially like an apprentice or an intern. And you do things, you do grunt work. Um, yeah. And I it's was like reading the, this... Uh, was it the kitchen, the garçon, where it's like the, the kitchen boy? Yeah, the, yeah. The, I was reading this yeah. quote from this chef named Frederick Cordier. And he said that the point of a stage is not to learn about cooking... It's to learn about kitchens. So you go in, you learn about this kitchen, and then throughout the years, you work your way up to being a chef. So you, the idea oh, was you have this sort of militaristic program where you're training your chefs so that wherever in the world they go, if you go to a classically trained French chef, you'll be getting into consistent product. It almost kind of reminded me of when I worked at Starbucks. Starbucks is very hard on their consistency. Their whole thing is they want you to go to any Starbucks in the world and be able to have your fucking caramel macchiato exactly the, the way that you want it yeah. when it's made by any one of these people. And um, so it, it it's kind of almost like a capitalistic... I mean, it's well, idea French of cooking in general is ridiculous. Uh, it's 
it's one to me. So like, as I try to learn different types of cooking, uh, when I start diving into French, it, it's so involved that it, it yeah. took, like it takes time for me to be like, all right, I'm going to prepare this dish, dish in a traditional French way. And it's like, it's, it takes so much time and effort that I think that it's weird to me that, uh, a lot of that, all of those chefs started by being like, I love to cook. And someone's like, cool, here's a mop. That's how they started. So, (laughs) Elvis, you've staged. What is that process like? Like, why did you do it? Was it always was it an audition essentially? Uh, yeah. So one of the things uh, with the American usage of the word stage is that we're using the word wrong. Oh, because like oh. you said, you know, like when you stage, it's your trainee, you're learning. You know, that can you know a stage like that can go for a day, a week, a month. Yeah, it's unpaid work. But the way that Americans use the word stage is a working interview or a trial. So you're basically getting someone in the kitchen and you're seeing, can that person actually do the job? Mm. Like, does this person have the skills to do this, this, and that? But also, it's for the person, the the, the potential hire, to, like, kind of check out the kitchen. Because I've staged at places and looked at the kitchen and been like, nah. Yeah. Uh-uh. This place is garbage. Food's garbage. I'm out of here. Yeah. Um. And a stage is also kind of an opportunity to show off your skills. So if you're trying to negotiate a higher pay rate, because like in, in anyone who's worked in a restaurant knows you ain't getting a raise. Yeah. <laughs> Raises don't happen. <laughs> so you got to negotiate up front, which is, you know, how I'm getting paid, what I'm getting paid at yeah. my current job. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Only because of the fact that I was able to tell them, like, I can do this. I need more money, though. <laughs> um, so, like, usually what you have somebody do is you have in the potential hire, like, when service starts. And a stash mm-hmm. can go one hour, two hours. Sometimes it's a whole shift. Oh, wow. Like, so they can, like, it really depends. That's why I personally always ask, like, how long? Because the worst feeling in the world is not knowing <laughs> how long you got to be somewhere. Yeah. Working for free. Yeah. Um, yeah, so That's you'll a go whole shift. Yeah, imagine like a solid six hours, like just working. So if you had like five interviews in one week, you basically are working a forty-hour work week for free. If yeah, potentially. Oh my god! Ew. Um, yeah, so yeah, you right. go in and like they have you do a couple of tasks, like you know, this maybe check your knife skills, um, and then do you bring your own knives? Uh. Usually. It depends on the kitchen. Okay. But when I go to interview, I bring my own knives because sometimes if they do have knives, they might be garbage. Yeah. It might be like dull, yeah, like low quality yeah. knives. Um, and then if they're telling you to like cut this tomato and they give you like a butter knife, <laughs> like, you're going to look like you don't know what the hell you're doing. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you work for a few hours and then they might test you like doing some, you know, a few of the orders to see how well you can, you know, mesh and how, you know, how you can actually handle doing the job itself. Uh, and then they usually don't have to like have you stay much later than that after a couple hours. And traditionally you get a meal and a beer depending on, you know, if you drink or don't. Mm-hmm. And th- that's it. You go in, you work a couple hours, you get to see the kitchen, they get to uh, test your skills and then you get food. You get okay. to like eat something from that restaurant, but that's not always the case, right? Because like one of the issues where you talk about like you know working a whole day is like you're they're getting free labor out of you, uh-huh. so you need to do it in a way that 
they're just testing your skills and not taking advantage of you. Because I had a stage one time at a place called Madrona Bottle House. Yeah, I'm calling them out. <laughs> Seattle, Florida. Boom. Or Seattle, <laughs> Seattle, <laughs> Seattle, Washington. Madrona House. I went in for a stage. And they did the usual stuff. Show you around. Tell you how things are. And um, they're like, okay, we're going to put you on this this task. So they gave me to a deli slicer. I'd never used a deli slicer before. And it was kind of cool. Oh, was, that's fun. I was having fun with it. It's And it's dangerous. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's one of the issues <laughs> where, where L&I insurance comes in. Yeah. You're not an employee. If I just stick my hand in that deli slicer, like, what's going to happen? I might sue you. You might sue me. Like, right. I don't know the reality of it, but I know I'm not getting covered. Yeah. Um, so anywho, so they, they have me do this task, put together these sandwiches. So a slice of meat, slice of cheese, slice of bread, you know, put it all together, wrap them up. And these are like pre-packaged sandwiches that they would do. And this was like a, a wine and cheese place. Uh-huh. So this is like a 15 plus dollar toasty. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I made like 10 of them during my, my interview. If they're selling these, Toasties for fifteen dollars, and I made ten. Yeah, that means they're getting a hundred and fifty dollars worth of work out of me in a yeah. way that I just did for free because I didn't get I didn't get hired. Right after two three hours doing stuff for them, I didn't get hired. They didn't even feed me. Oh no! They call you back. They didn't so call. They didn't, have the nope. They didn't call me back to tell me I didn't get the job. I had to hit them up. Oh. So they got free labor out of me. Yeah. And I even get some cheese and crackers. Like sandwich. <laughs> you can even just slide one of the sandwiches you made. Right. Like, hey, hey, bro, you made this. Have one. <laughs> well, and like, I was gonna, I was, I, I was like, okay, I should look up the law where it says that you can't do that. And then I was like, oh, yeah, that's like in the Constitution. Like, we banned slavery. Like, <laughs> it's like one of the things that we did. It's like we. Well, <laughs> well, if, if this was a prison situation, we wouldn't have banned it. We didn't. Sure. Sure. <laughs> Shout out to the Thirteenth Amendment. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I think it's it's it, the thing that's that's wild to me about that is the insurance part because I you know the kitchen is dangerous. It's not even yeah. uh, and how many people uh, you know if you go in for an interview, let's say that maybe you're just a little underqualified, maybe you're nervous, maybe like you forget your knives and you're using theirs and their knives are terrible, mm-hmm. and so you're trying to rush to try to you know to make a good impression. I feel like the the risk of of injury is high. What if you injure someone else? So, like, I injure another employee of theirs. Th- that employee is covered by them, but am I liable now? Like, and, right? And can oh, I get absolutely. Sued I injure one of them? It, it, it's just like kind of a nightmare scenario. But it's like you have to do it if you want the job. So there have been um, some lawsuits that have happened. Uh, there's actually local to us on uh the willows inn on Lumi island which is kind of near bellingham i i guess mm-hmm. <clears throat> they were sued for a hundred and forty nine thousand dollars uh they had to give to 19 different kitch- kitchen workers in a lawsuit about unpaid work and that was basically to do with staging um, so they, they got a hundred and forty nine thousand <throat> uh six hundred twenty four dollars of, of stodge work of out free of 19 work. different yes Damn. yeah 
Um, so like, cause they, they had, they had people, they had people from what it sounds like, they had like a living quarters. Like you would come and like live there. What? They had like a little apartment. (laughs) I've known, I've known chefs. (laughs) I knew a chef. I knew this dude and he had a, um, he lived in like an old, he lived in an old part of the restaurant and there was like a, a defunct walk-in freezer just in the middle of his basement apartment. It was so creepy and weird. Uh, but yeah, that shit happens all the time. Um, and so the Jeanette Arnanda, who's the director of the DOL's wage and hour, uh, wage and hour division in Seattle, she said that staging is unfair to workers and it's illegal. Yeah. So it's- when we go into like what the definitions of like uh, employment are, so the federal labor laws, they define the term employ broadly as, and I love this. They define it as to, quote, suffer <laughs> or permit to work. Yes, so that sounds right. <laughs> so if you're employed, you got to you're you're either you're allowed to work or you're suffering. Um, <laughs> Usually both. We, so this is work. That's happened. <laughs> this has happened a lot, too. There was an issue. There was a bunch of interns who got paid back pay for working on the movie Black Swan. Um, because the work that they did was not intern work. So the, the criteria for an internship, which you could say a stage is kind of like, is the internship must be similar in training to an educational environment. So like it has to be something where you're getting college credit or you're learning skills. Um, it also, uh, the experience has to be a benefit for the intern, not just yeah. for the person bringing them in and the intern can't displace regular employees. So if you have like, if, if an employer hired more workers or could give more workers more hours, but decided instead to get an intern and have the intern do that, that's illegal. Yes. Not an internship. Uh, That's just free labor. If the employer providing the training drives no immediate advantage from the intern's activities and may sometimes be impeded, it's more likely to be viewed as a bona fide educational experience. (laughs) So if you want to get paid, just be really good at it, I guess. I mean, that's so the way it, that it, it basic, work. Yeah, it basically <laughs> says interns should perform no or minimal work. That's why you always have yeah. interns getting coffee. <laughs> and then the intern's not ne- uh, entitled to a job at the conclusion of the internship. Um, and the internship program should not be used as a trial period, which it sounds exactly like what a stage is. A stage is exactly that. You have someone come in to do a bunch of work and see if they can actually do the job and if they can and you like them you get hired and if you don't then you don't it reminds me of audition night at the strip club (laughs) you go in and they have like you know however many girls sprinkled and there's usually not that many there's usually like it's like a monday night or something and you go in there and you get to dance for a few songs and they see how they like you and then maybe you'll win a hundred dollars but yeah you're essentially doing wait you don't like if someone tips during that time that you're dancing do you not get the tips you get to keep the tips oh okay to see the stodge would be you would you don't get to keep the tips either but i guess the mill like is the mill the tip i guess in this scenario i'm just I don't, it's a weird <laughs> analogy, I, I feel like, like you should like i feel like if i stodge i should get a free meal out, out of it 
like anything I want on the on the menu too. I feel like I should be able to point at anything on the menu and you'd be like, okay, cool. Yeah. Don't well, don't don't cheap shot me and be like, what? That, no, that steak's like forty. No, <laughs> I I just did a whole lot of work for you. Anything on this menu is mine. And then I feel comfortable with it, I mean, and that shouldn't because it's still kind of fucked up. But like, it makes me feel a little better. I've worked for enchiladas before, and I will do it again. <laughs> <laughs> no, like the uh, the first time I ever had like a proper stage at the end. Now I will say, like when we we're talking about the L and I insurance, yeah. I did hurt myself during this interview. I got oh. myself of a mandolin, got a little chunk of my thumb off. Ow! And uh, I got real lightheaded. <laughs> <laughs> I had to go chill out in the bathroom for a minute. Because, um, you know, you when you lose even a little bit of blood, you get that pressure drop, <laughs> get all faint. Um, but I wanted to keep working. And then the person was like, nah, sit down and, and eat the sandwich. And I felt better. But, <laughs> um, you know, I, I got the, I ended up getting this job. But before all that happened, um, I'm sitting down waiting for the chef after service. And they sent me out. This like prime, like pound pork chop. Like it was the biggest pork chop I ever seen in my life. <laughs> and it was like delicious. It had this like spice pear gelée on it and some, you know, some sides. And they gave me like some good beers. They like the bartender was like, Oh, what kind of, like, would you like a cocktail? What kind of beer do you like? Yada, yada. And I feel like that's proper because at least you're getting something out of it. Cause like if you show up, right. you work for a little bit and then they're like, peace out. <laughs> Yeah. Like, that's not cool. Because, like, you don't even get to taste what you made, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, I can understand if it's a corporate place, but a corporate place ain't going to do that. A corporate place is going to hire you and hope to God that <laughs> that yeah, you weren't lying on your resume. Because you don't know who's coming in to your workplace. Uh, I had a person come in one time, and during the shift, they ask every single front of house employee and back of house employee, except for me, where they can get some meth <laughs> and i was offended because i was the only person that he did not ask <laughs> where to get meth and i'm like do i not look cool do i not look like a party <laughs> apparently the answer is no <laughs> um but yeah because like you could have someone go in there have a bad time and like there are weapons in the kitchen. Like, there are literally, like, all the pre-modern implements of war are in a kitchen. <laughs> you got sharp metal. You got fire. You got hot oil. You, I mean, like... you. Elvis you is her. always ready. He's ready yeah. for you. <laughs> He's like, you'll never break my siege. <laughs> <laughs> like, you just throw some oil on the floor. They slip. I will say, though, I've in the kitchens that I've worked in, it's like, tempers get... I don't know what it is, but people in the kitchen often have really hot tempers, and yes. there's a lot of yelling, and like... That's the saying, if yeah. you can't take the heat, get out of the kitchen. <laughs> yes, that's why I did. I'm not I'm not uh, cut out for, for kitchen no, work. No, no, it's very true. One time we had a, a, a stage who was uh, whatever the canadian equivalent of a navy seal is okay so, but so this guy's like top shit he was real fit and whatnot and you know whatever people in the military do to do that kind of <laughs> shit um and he could not handle working the line like he was drenched in sweat he couldn't keep up and i'm like hey you're doing a good job and he's like no i'm not <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> 
<laughs> and the next day he quit, and I was like, "Damn, I outworked a Navy SEAL." Right? <laughs> I mean, a I, Canadian Navy, a Navy Canadian SEAL. Navy SEAL, <laughs> a Canadian Swan. I don't know what they call them. <laughs> This, this is a person who has literally killed thousands of human beings, but one night <laughs> trying to work through a line. Yeah, what if like, this I guy? I can't do this. <laughs> what if that guy lost his cool, man? You don't even need knives or nothing like that. <laughs> you just like do that Jackie Chan shit where you just like, or like grab somebody by the hand and you start twisting them around. Aikido. Aikido. That's Steven Seagal. Yeah, because it's a crowd from a god, but yeah. yeah. Uh, Steven Seagal was like, I'm going to kick your ass, but I ain't going to move too much. Like, I ain't about doing exercise. I just want to kick your ass in the most economical way possible. <laughs> I that's, that's Steven Seagal's entire life philosophy. Yeah. It's like, I'm not going to do much. I'm going <laughs> to be there, but I'm not going to do much. <laughs> On that note, let's take a break. And when we come back, uh, we'll have more with Elvis. Welcome back. Welcome back to Fam Town. <laughs> I don't know. I wanted to try to do like a like a beat boop thing, you know, like craftwork or something. I for some reason I thought you were doing uh, uh don't, oh blur. I, really doing, I was like, oh, that sounds like a blur song. It was. I would have been really excited if that had been like a blur interpretation. Maybe that's what I do next time. Anyway, uh, welcome back to Fam Town. Amazing. <laughs> I love Blur. Uh, I was gonna. That was not what I was gonna <laughs> talk about. I just lost all focus because I started thinking about Blur, and I was like, "Oh, man, oh that's right." <laughs> well, if I haven't listened to a song in a while. It's been a while. It's been a long time since I've heard an actual Blur song. If you don't remember, uh, we are here with Elvis. That's uh, right. We are here with Elvis. Uh, <laughs> it was not those... with Blur. I found out just now. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> I no, we was were... stunned to find out that the. Uh, Gorillas is the guy from Blur. Yeah, Damien uh, oh! yeah. Albarn. Damien Albarn, I think. Oh, yeah. I don't know. He's a cartoon, right? He's two dimensional, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's the he he's the singer for Blur, and I think he is like the entire like he is everything that is Gorillas. Like the Gorillas don't actually exist as a group. Oh, it's just, it's just him. Wow, he, what an imagination! <laughs> And he like he uh he partnered up with so I forgot the name of the other person, but he partnered up with, with like a, a a animator who like created all the characters, and then for the first album he just like had specific people uh have like you know multiple appearances. So like I think it was Delva Homo Sapiens. We don't have to do this. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know what I was thinking is like, what if every like shitty dude comic was just like a figure of joe rogan's imagination <laughs> how do we know they're not we just gotta oh. get rid of the head <laughs> <laughs> and uh i will say this too there's one last thing i want to say and then um i want to get back to our actual topic <laughs> uh fuck joe rogan all right so let's get back to the te- <laughs> topic uh here's something that's interesting to me about the whole thing with interns i i so i actually my, I actually worked an internship. Uh, for free? It, it, I did not get paid. Um, well, no, that's <laughs> not true. I got paid in, in a, I got education. And, you get credits? And, uh, I, no, 
but I got a friendship. No, I did get credits. I got credits for college. <laughs> uh, and actually, I will say this. One of the, the best things about that internship, other than the college credit, but here's the thing about that, just as a side note. Uh, the college credit part just meant I had to pay to fucking work. <laughs> I didn't, that's not better, really. It's It's like... It's it's a it's a fucking like that's really kind of like a fucking scam because it's like that's look, that's like that's like worse than slavery. Yeah, like, I gave you thousands <laughs> of dollars. I gave you thousands of dollars to come do a fucking job like that. You then laughed at me when I was like, "Well, how about I, this goes to me getting paid?" Well, but- I guess. I guess in that way, uh, some of my jobs have been internships. I mean, one of the classes. Here's the thing, though. It's like I get. The willingness, like, for example, I did uh, uh, a class called Toys for Elephants, and we went to the zoo, and we built toys for elephants, Wait, and we got this to- was a class? It was a class. I went to art school. Uh, <laughs> Clearly. No, trust me. You didn't- and that, I, that is not a traditional institution. I welded like, them, like, big- I welded them these big bells that they could ring, and they would go, like, ding, 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 because el- elephants love to make music, and- um not surprised by that at all it was really great i really enjoyed doing it and like am i in debt for thousands and thousands of dollars for that school yes but i got to hang out with some elephants okay but that's what i'm saying you enjoyed your internship i am not saying okay i'm yeah. not gonna slander my internship like this because well actually am, but i guess that's that's the, the thing the, is my promo boss but yeah I guess that's the thing is I, I got college credit for that. But that, and that's, so I guess what I'm saying is working for free in any circumstance never is really good. Like, yeah. even if it's for college, it's like, all right, so I, I didn't even work for free. I just gave y'all some money and y'all were like, all right, so get us coffee and congratulations. <laughs> you can move on to the next stage of your degree, I guess. It's almost it's, like hazing. Is an internship just <laughs> hazing? like Yes, very much like hazing, but with like more spreadsheets than it should be. <laughs> <laughs> is that is staging a form of hazing? Do you think? Um, something like that. I, have, I feel like restaurant people kind of haze each other. Yeah, oh, for one hundred percent. There is one tradition at this restaurant. It's like a because um, you know you have the big restaurant groups where you own like multiple restaurants together and whatnot. And there was like three of them owned by the same people, like within walking distance of each other. Mm-hmm. And they would tell the new hire to go to the next restaurant over to get this tool that didn't exist. Uh. And it was like a potato spreader or some shit like that. <laughs> and then, yeah, so I don't, I don't remember that. what it was, but they'd be like, yeah, go over there. Like, and they'd be like, you know what that looks like, right? And they'd always, for some reason, apparently every, New hire would go, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they run over to the next place and ask for that. And then they would send them to the next restaurant over. <laughs> so they just kept sending them back and forth from restaurant to restaurant. And then they wouldn't want to run back to the original restaurant because they didn't want to be embarrassed about not knowing what this tool was that didn't exist. Wow. Does that still work in the days of Google? Because, like, I could, oh my, over, like, Google potato spreader and be like, what the fuck? <laughs> That's not a real thing. I Googled it. <laughs> I would, so, the thing, though, I think that, that I, I don't like about 
any of this though though i do like about well i like i like this about stodging and i will say like for internships maybe like you can intern at a company that you like want to work at but you may yeah. not be able to get into the front door and that does give you an idea of like the culture of the company it gives you an idea and it, it, to, for what it's worth like like you mentioned with stodging you got a chance to see what the kitchen is like before you actually started working there well i mean getting paid to work there <laughs> and i feel like that that's that's a big factor because if you hate the situation you can't just walk out of the stage and be like fuck this yeah and i mean is there a scenario and i, I feel like this is a weird question to ask considering that we were like name dropping restaurants earlier is there a scenario <laughs> where like like a like a like if you walk out of a stage or like a restaurant decides that they just are done with you that like that comes back to haunt you or is it is it at least kind of like if you walk out of the stage we're fine like if you're trying to get a job somewhere and then you walk yeah. out of the stage. Like if I'm if I'm at like Quincy's and they're staging me and I'm like making yeast rolls and I'm like this sucks, I don't like this anymore and I'm trying to walk out. Is it like if I go to Ryan's next week, are they going to be like no because you walked out of Quincy's stage? Ooh, that is possible if word gets around. Also, I mean, Quincy and Ryan's would never have a stage, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like you know because the the. Uh, the restaurant industry is a very tight knit group. Yeah. In the sense that there's only so many people that want to work in restaurants <laughs> or can, you know, or really can work in restaurants because, like, not everybody can hack it in, like, yeah. in, like, busy, busy, high volume kitchens and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but, like, because that's one of my fears. I got fired from a job and the chef to fire me knew a lot of chefs, which is why I didn't talk more shit. On my exit interview, because <laughs> he raised his voice, and I thought I was like, "Yo, if you're not paying me anymore, you can catch these hands." But they recently changed the law about where if you call a place to verify employment, they can now straight up talk shit about you. Oh, word! You used oh. to not be able to do that before legally. Like if if your former employer talks shit about you to a potential employee, you could sue them. That's not the case anymore. So when y'all get fired or quit, you got to be a little bit more careful now. Um, Well, you just don't put that one on our references. That's true. (laughs) Yeah. That's the cheat code that I wish someone had gave me when I was younger. Like if you had told me when I was younger, like when they were like, oh, bring a resume, you can just preempt stuff. Just don't put it on there. Yeah, Yeah, man. Oh, my God. Or just straight up live. People don't even check half the time. Yeah, people don't even check. Never realized that. In my 20s, I went through so much stress. And it was for bullshit jobs, too. It was never for, like, like, here's your future. It's like, here's a warehouse. And, like, I I 100% remember, like, going in for, like, a Target warehouse job and just, like, sweating bullets over my resume because I had, like, everything I'd done on it. It was like, I just honestly... No one told me until like maybe my thirties that they're like, yeah, you could just put what you want on your resume. Like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my god! If you're twenty, listen to this. Just f- don't. I wouldn't tell you a lie because I I would never put myself in a legally binding situation. <laughs> no, it's great. You, you can you you can have nope, nope. V no no. You don't get to do it either. <laughs> but I will tell you. Uh, you can you can omit whatever you feel like you yeah. want to admit. And yep. you you get to explain the situation that happened when you left your employment, not when you were fired. Yep. When you left, you explain <laughs> how that happened. They're not if they call and they want to badmouth you. That's one thing, but you can always be like, no. Here's what happened. At the very least, you're confused because uh, I always tell a story that's very close to the story about how I got fired. That's, that's the other <laughs> it's very close to the story about how you got fired, but it's like, wait, you leave out, you just drop a detail and be like, so I quit. 
and don't tell them <laughs> that you were fired. So when they called, like, oh, no, they're just trying to spit it. They just don't like it because they had a disagreement and ha ha doubt. Anyway, um, <laughs> that's a lot of unnecessary tea. Uh, <laughs> Elvis, I, I want to ask you because you've worked in the, the ser- food service industry. If, if there was something that you could do to like change the industry to make it better for everyone involved, what were like changes that you would make? Like, is there anything in general or is it just like just one or two things? Um, one of the biggest issues with the food service industry is it's like holding on to like tra- the tradition of having to work ridiculous hours. Oh, yeah. Cause yeah. like, that's like one of the reasons you get so many tough motherfuckers in kitchens is because like <laughs> you work in hard and fast and like terrible conditions. Yeah. Yeah. For a long ass time, yeah. you're, you know, and it's like you, you're working with what you got. Like, I don't know how many times I walked into a kitchen and shit's broken. And so, like, it just fucks everything oh. up and you're sweaty and you're hot and you're tired and you're miserable and you're not getting paid enough. And you're smelling yeah. food the whole time and you can't eat it. You don't actually, when you cook, you don't even want to eat. Yeah. Like, I'll work yeah, a whole day. And, uh, yeah. It's like, <laughs> like I had this job in a woman's shoe store, and it killed my foot fetish. <laughs> but I can't, like, a foot does nothing for me anymore because it makes me think of work. <laughs> so, like, when I look at a plate of french fries, like, I still want to eat them, but it's not the same, you know? <laughs> like, like, I have to wait till I get home or, like, go to another restaurant to enjoy my meal. <laughs> Like, I don't want to eat the wings I've been making all night. I mean, I'll do it because I need the sustenance. I feel similarly <laughs> about Dick sometimes. <laughs> but, um, so one of the things about, yeah, like in that in the restaurant industry is like where it's like, well, I had to do all this bullshit and I had a boss that yelled at me. So shit rose downhill. Oh, no. And I'm just like, <laughs> no, like who says I have to work a 10 hour shift without being able to like sit down and eat a meal? Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Like I've worked like eight hour shifts without even getting get a chance to go to the bathroom because there's no employee bathroom. Is, is what? some of that though? Like because because you made a you said a statement earlier, and I'm not mm-hmm. trying to defend this, so yeah. I 100 agree with you. But is some of it like because there's not as much skill, like like truly skilled talent? So like for instance, if you if you're at a certain skill level as a chef, there aren't as many chefs at that skill level to bring in to work shifts, or is it just a refusal to do it? So is it a refuse? Is it that they couldn't find enough skilled shift chefs to be like, all right, so we're only doing four hour shifts, or is it just there is a they just refuse to break the tradition, or maybe a little bit of both? Um, it really depends on the spot because like some places, uh, instead of having like a five five days eight nine hour shifts, yeah, uh, some people prefer four tens. Um, yeah, really? yeah, four, some yeah. Some people, people four some people would rather have the four tens. Than than five eights. Fucking why? <laughs> well, I guess having a day off, but like that extra day off is bullshit. No, I, I work. I worked a job where we it was we did three twelves, and it sounds Ugh. sweet. It sounds sweet because you're like, oh shit, we just three days, just suffer through these three days, and you get four days off. But like literally, those four days are so terrible because you spend the entire time thinking about those three days coming up. Yep. It's, not, it's not good. It's well, the plus the damage that it's doing to your body. You know, like yeah. like uh, for instance, my current job situation, we're short-handed, and they're not. 
doing a very good job of finding another employee. And people were playing the whole no one wants to work thing. But it's like, nah, I know y'all ain't trying because I checked every single job application board and y'all haven't posted anywhere. <laughs> so on Sundays, I work a double. I volunteered to work a double in the wintertime. And anyone who's ever been in Seattle in the wintertime knows, you know, the sun goes down at 3 o'clock. <laughs> so I could close the restaurant at 6 p.m. like pretty easily. Now mm-hmm. it's summertime. Sun don't go down till like eight or nine. Ten. Ten o'clock sometimes. <laughs> yeah. It's like I can't get away with closing the kitchen at six o'clock anymore. So I'm working like a thirteen hour day. Ew. Thirteen hours on your feet all day. The damage that that's doing to me. It's bad. It's bad. Yeah. You get a heart attack. Like I already got hypertension. <laughs> I was born with that shit. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> but, yeah, so, like, yeah, when you work those kind of hours, like, yeah, your days off don't mean shit. Because if you had to spend an entire one or two days just, like, recuperating. Yeah, we mainly, yeah. on Elvis's days off, we hang out and we watch TV and we smoke weed and we rub, like, CBD bomb into each other. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yesterday I was off and I woke up at like 9 a.m., stayed up till about noon, had a fapid nap, <laughs> woke up again again at five, made dinner, watched some really bad movies. Uh, the, uh, the Neighborhood Watch with Ben Stiller, Jonah Hill, uh, that movie. Vince Vaughn, oh, and Buddy from the IT crowd. I've realized that uh, I'm starting to like more and like worse and worse cinema <laughs> because yeah. I'm so tired I need to turn my brain off so I put on shit like that yeah it's like it's like bubble gum for your brain you know like <laughs> yeah so like you know and now I, I went to sleep by 10 o'clock because I was just like exhausted from working so yeah. hard so long you know what I mean like yeah, so that's what I'm saying like when you com- compress your schedule into a week like that it yeah. ruins it ruins at least one or two of the days off because you're just trying to like recuperate. And by the time you, you feel like you're right about back to where you were before you did it, you have to walk back in and do it again. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, definitely I would change just like the, the, the work at like environment of a kitchen of just yeah. like hire more people. And if you can't yeah. afford to do that, change your business model. Don't, you know what? Just don't open up a restaurant because there's not a lot of money to be made in restaurants. Like if you ain't passionate about it, like, yeah, if you're not passionate about restaurant tourism, like just don't do it because like you're not making a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. As an, as an owner or an employee. We've been watching a lot of kitchen nightmares. Yeah. We've watched a lot of kitchen nightmares. <laughs> I feel a lot better about my kitchen. <laughs> I think that's one of the biggest myths in my mind about restaurants is people think that like if you own one, like you're making us so much money, but it the margins are so thin. We knew, it, yeah, we saw that after COVID, how many restaurants just were like barely able to pay their staff for like a week. Everything shut down and a week later. They were like, bye. Yep. <laughs> oh, there, there are restaurants I love that are gone now because they were yeah. just like, yeah, no, we couldn't. And they, they, they were but gone I think- in less than a month. I think that's because restaurants have always been based on this idea that you can get really, really, really cheap labor. Mm-hmm. Like, because you're not paying yeah. them. Pe- the, it's the whole tipping thing, which is... Well, tipping is bullshit in general. It is uh, bullshit. And it's, it's, it could be summed down to... It really is just 
in no other industry would a service be rendered onto you and then you get charged for, you know, get charged for the, the full service. And then at the end, they're like, oh, oh, so we had someone else like help out with that. Do you want to, can you, can you just, whatever you decide is going to work out? Can you just pay them what you think is, is I mean, fair? there are plenty of other tipping industries. But I, I, I don't think it makes sense in any of those industries either. I tip I my think, coffee people and... I think, I think giving, but like, food. there's no other industry where like you're... I tip you're porn supposed to people. Tip to, well, there's no other industry where I think you're... So, well, porn maybe. I think porn runs into this, but... Yeah, like, but that's like a You're new... expected to live on the tips. You see what I'm saying? Like, where you're right, like... Right, The Instead tips just are tip. the wage. It's not... <laughs> right. There's no other place where it's just a tip. Correct? That strippers. <laughs> strippers. I feel like, yeah, and I don't they think don't, that's fair Strippers either. are independent contractors. They don't make an hourly. They actually pay to be on stage. So I feel like, again, I feel Marsh like that's, that's unfair as well, but we're we're at the restaurant industry today. Yeah, I know. <laughs> You're correct. I think that's unfair as well. I think, I think, honestly, it makes sense to, especially for waiters, to pay them for, for the work they do. Like, just pay them their wage. Yeah. Because like I feel like if if we want to continue tipping, you can like I I pay my barber and then I tip my barber because like, yeah. it's like yo, I understand like I have a, a difficult head set up, <laughs> my hair is weird. I have a lot of stuff happening. You have to put in some extra work to like get things straight. So I yeah. appreciate the fact that like you've done that and and like I feel like it's something that people should like I I'm not saying like get rid of tips to show appreciation, but it shouldn't right. be like if if I'm not charming and charismatic and your food doesn't get here quickly. I shouldn't starve. Right. Because of right. that. Because it's True. like $2 an hour or something for waiters. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because yeah. like it depends on like like in Seattle, some places, like I know of restaurants where waiters are getting paid 15 bucks an hour plus tips. Oh, that's sick. Nice. And that's a crazy good. But then you go to a place like Florida where- um, 265 Yeah. I think like my Bing. friend got promoted to the lead <laughs> server- and I'm like, how much are you getting paid, yo? And she's like, three fifty an hour. And I'm like, <laughs> wait, is that you, good? You I don't think that's good. No, three dollars, three dollars and fifty cents oh, an hour. Like the, the three hundred and fifty is less ridiculous than three dollars. <laughs> <laughs> but it's very interesting. I mean, my mom has been in the service industry her whole life, and I'm watching this woman literally work herself to death. Oh no. Like, she's got all sorts of, she's had one of her fingers, she got trigger finger, uh, and someday I'll ask if I can tweet a picture on the podcast. <laughs> she would be fine with it. Uh, but she, she had trigger finger and complications with that. Uh, trigger it's like, finger. it's like when your finger gets kind of stuck, like, it's usually from like, they say it, cause like when you pull a trigger, your finger kind right. of curls. So her finger curled and it was getting in the way, so they amputated it. No, yeah, that's not and the then answer to that is it? But yeah, <laughs> that can't and, be. And then it's no good. Cut it off. But the thing is, is they took the finger out, but the, it was her ring finger. They took it out all the way down to her wrists, and then they sewed her hand back together. So now she has like a cartoon hand with like four, a thumb, and three fingers. <laughs> And what <laughs> fucking century is that the goddamn answer to my fingers will stop curling? <laughs> come, like that's some fucking but like this is Frankenstein shit. This like, has I mean she's she's been oh working with her hands and like oh you know bartending and like serving and doing the shit all her life and like 
you know, it takes a toll on your body, especially when you're working. Uh, her husband was, the day I was down there, was working a 17-hour day. Holy shit. I didn't yeah. even know there were that many hours in a day. Yeah, it's 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 insane. <laughs> it's insane. And, you know, I, that, that sort of culture, like, I watch, I'm, so means- my mom is starting to talk about retiring, but, like, I look at her and I also look at Elvis and I look at how, like, this restaurant industry has like deteriorated my loved ones <laughs> and i'm like god damn is, means you have seven hours off in that date that is fucking horrible because well, like i mean like yeah. they're like i mean people fought and died for our rights to not work a 17 hour day yeah like whatever i'm getting <laughs> taken advantage of i'm just like 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 if i get uh scheduled like a clopin like a closing opening shift i'm like no I need 12 hours between my shifts because people died <laughs> for the right to not get taken advantage of. And if you if you, if yeah. you accept it, then they died for nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and I think yeah. it's it's also um, – it's just why – like restaurants don't have to be so mean. They really don't. They really don't. And well, like when well, I when I, I was a kid – how thin those margins are. <laughs> but, yes, <laughs> when I was looking – when I was looking at – or working at a restaurant – I remember I used to work three jobs when I was 18. I worked at a Starbucks. I would get up some days. I worked about 80 hours a week when I was 18 years old. I woke up at four in the morning so I could walk through the woods in the dark to the Starbucks to be there at five in the morning. I would get off at 10. At 1030, I would go next door to the casual dining restaurant, Jamie's, and I would work until one in the morning and then i also 10 i did the 10 the 10 o'clock through the uh like this the graveyard shift basically the 10 o'clock through the six i think it was okay and then the six to the 12 okay Okay, yeah. So something, something about that sounds so old timey. Like it was. I used to walk through the woods in the dark to go to work. I literally almost Coal fell. Would come I come in and have coffee. No, literally, I would walk through a cranberry bog. <laughs> I would walk. There was there was a it was a bog on one side and like the water that feeds the bog on the other and there was a trail in the middle and one day the cranberry bog was frozen and I was like yeah shortcut <laughs> and I started walking across the ice and it started to crack so I got on my belly because that's what you do and I shimmied across like a starfish <laughs> and then all the people around whose houses were there came out to sip their coffee and watch me. <laughs> To make sure that I got across. (laughs) What's weird to me about that is that that I don't know that that's what you do when ice begins to crack. Because I just don't walk across ice. (laughs) That's that's my number one go-to. I saw too many episodes of TV where someone's like, oh, I'll walk across ice and went straight through. No, no, thank you. I will never walk on ice. Never. But a shortcut, Jay. No. Like, I don't really, like, I, tru- I don't really truly ice skate because it's like I involves me getting on ice. When people are like, oh, let's go ice skate on a lake. I'm like, no, that sounds like how I die. Well, no, no. you can go to like a frog pond in Boston. It's just concrete with some water frozen on the top. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like more of my speed. Where yeah. It's like a man-made lake yeah. that's only like no a foot deep in water. <laughs> yeah, not, no more it it literally is just, just ice. There's solid. no water. <laughs> <laughs> just frozen solid. <laughs> when you fall, you also get like a skin burn. <laughs> <laughs> Um, 
So I will say this. I, I worked as a, a waiter as well, but I was a banquet waiter. So like, I feel like the rules were different for banquet waiters. Because yeah. Because like, like you, you didn't have like, you didn't have to really remember much of a menu. Uh, You didn't have to do a lot of work and you didn't, you never really got tipped, but you got paid. Like I got paid like $9 an hour to be a banquet waiter. So like they paid you. And I think like the highest paid banquet waiter, I think she made like 11 and a half, which in Alabama is like amazing. Yeah. So like... <laughs> Yeah, it's like it's like congratulations, you're filthy rich, <laughs> and, and it's it's honestly like it. The only thing that sucked about it was that we did like when you got a tip, they would take it. Oh, like the company would take it. The company would take it. It Ugh. went to the it went. So the weird thing about it is that it it went to a gratuity for the for the so the company was inside of a, a hotel. And it was like a uh, a catering company, and so they would take it, and it just went as gratuity to the catering company. So any tips that got left on the table, we had to just come and turn them in, and then it just went to the company. We didn't get them. Uh, did anyone get fired for pocketing the tips? No one got caught pocketing the tips. Hell the yeah! To answer yeah. that question, mother. But like, I got nobody four hundred once, and I was like, well, "This is all mine." Fuck this. Yeah. Shit. It's like, <laughs> uh, was that it's possession like, is nine tenths of the law or something? <laughs> it's like, ten tenths of the law if it's in my pocket already. Yeah, <laughs> proof, proof, proof that this money wasn't in my pocket when I came to work. Proof. Uh, you're working for nine dollars <laughs> an hour. <laughs> my like, grandma gave me this. It's my birthday. Present. I don't have a bank account. You see, so. <laughs> This is my life savings. Please don't steal. My house doesn't have locks on it. I feel like I said, prove to me that I didn't have it, not that I have to prove to you. So why don't you come at me, come at me better? This is my four hundred (laughs) dollars. If you excuse me, I'm gonna go walk out of this door with this money. No, I I had on separate occasions. I had someone. One person hit me with four hundred, and another person slid like two hundred to me because like I was I was there like cleaning up and getting ready to leave. And I had set up like for the day before and he came running down because it was a hotel as well. And he was like, I just realized that the conference is going to be set up all wrong. I gave you guys the wrong setup sheet. I need blah, blah, blah. And I don't remember what he said, but I was like, all right, fine, whatever, man. And so I went in and just like moved some tables around over in overtime. It's like, oh, thank you so much. I gave me like $200. And I was like, you should have led with this. (laughs) 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 I have been hating you for the last hour and a half. It's like just furious, just like fuck this dude for the last hour and a half. And then when you come back with two hundred, I feel like an asshole. I'm like, oh, yeah, you gotta, yeah, you gotta be like, I got two hundred dollars. Are you listening? Lead. Yeah, like, lead with that. Don't come back with it afterwards. And be like, hey, thank you for doing this for me because you know I've just been cursing you and your entire family for the last hour and a half. Yeah, um, I, um, when I worked at a warehouse, we had this guy who would uh, he would like to tip us. He'd always be like. He was this cool dude, and it was weird because he was, like, he moved to the Dominican Republic, where my family's from, but, like, he was an outsider. He was, like, a white dude who, like, owned a tobacco farm out there or some shit. <laughs> and every time he would tip us for, like, putting, like, a um, – I worked at a cigar humidor manufacturer, so, mm-hmm. you know, wet boxes, basically, <laughs> for your cigars. <laughs> And he would be like, do you want cigar or do you want cash? And every time, you know, like you're basically supposed to say cigar. And it was a pretty good cigar. And one day everyone said cigar and I was like, cash. (laughs) And this guy was not ready for it. He handed me like $3 or something, like crumbled up dollar bills. And I'm like... 
damn, I should've took the cigar. That was worth at least ten dollars. <laughs> like, like, bro, like you own this company, you got only three single into like three dollar bills in your pocket. <laughs> ben Martin's the cigars apparently. <laughs> uh we gotta wrap. Uh, Elvis. Thank you for coming through. This was dope. Uh, hopefully, this is not the last time. Hint, hint. You should roll through more often. <laughs> um, is there anything that you want to tell people who want to follow you or contact you? Is there anything you want to plug? Uh, yeah. So uh, my Instagram is I. I gotta really make a shop Instagram. My Instagram is uh, safest underscore pork. Okay. Yeah. Um, dope. Yeah. Over at Instagram and. Uh, try googling pie Felicia. I do pot pie pop ups in Seattle. Pot pie pop ups. Yeah. yeah, say that three times fast. <laughs> pot pie um, pop ups. Well, I got one coming up in a couple weeks over at the Blue Moon Tavern in Seattle on Forty Fifth. On Forty Fifth Avenue, kid. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, pie pie. <laughs> you look look me up. I'm making mean pot pie. <laughs> I I can attest to that. <laughs> I I 100% will look you up for pot pies. You don't know how much I love a pot pie. Do you know what date um, it is? Uh, not yet. Oh, okay. So keep let, an let eye me, out. For real, let me know when you know what date it is. Again. You got to follow Elvis at safest I, underscore pork. I do. And okay. I, 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 I suggest everyone else follow Elvis at safest underscore pork. It's an amazing follow. <laughs> Also, apparently, pot pie will come out of it. Yeah, <laughs> you can uh, you can follow me at adjective underscore j on Twitter and on Instagram. V, where can people follow you? Uh, they can follow me at v chatty on Twitter and Instagram. That's v e e c h a t t i e, and you can also follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at Frowntown Pod. That's hey, right. also V, do you have any shows coming up that you want to plug? Uh no. Oh, and as for for context, this is be out on Friday the wow, I cannot work a mouse. This will be out on Friday the twenty first. <laughs> yeah, so. I I am just diving back into the thing. Uh, I have not uh booked my next big show yet, but I'll let people know. Follow okay. me. Nice. Um, I I got stuff that I would plug, but just just go check out my comedy page. I actually updated it. Uh, so it's, ooh, fancy. I mean, it's a Google site, <laughs> <laughs> so it's not that fancy. Uh, but the the actual page is uh, J as in the letter Jones as in my last name and comedy as in what I do dot com. So if you go to jjonescomedy dot com, <laughs> uh, you can see the shows I have that are coming up. Some of them are on Zoom. Uh, one of them is on the day, actually it's not on the site, but it's on the day this drops. I am doing, uh, it's that fan and friends. Uh, if you listen to this on Friday, no, this isn't going to drop on Friday. This is dropping on Tuesday. So never mind. It happened already. You missed it. <laughs> that was hilarious. Uh, <laughs> you know what you did not miss, um, V, and what I think, uh, hopefully no one will ever miss. Uh, it's fucking FCON. FCON! Yeah! We're out. <laughs>